Welcome to Opinions Like A-Holes, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Adjusting to differences and changes, uh, we are, this is what we should have done during COVID um, right here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Me at my home, you at your home, uh, but instead we just did nothing and then just hung out again like normal. Yeah. Those were the two choices we made. Yep. Um. Uh, and, and I was gonna get more into um, that, but but <laughs> the the weirdness because uh, yes. we're on we're on um we're 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 we're, we're away we're separate right we now. are we've uh, we we separated we have a legal separation we're not getting divorced we we just need here's the thing we 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 just we were doing it for the kids and now that they're grown uh, uh, Sittler and Cam and 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 Brett and and Hannah. Uh, and and Terrell, uh, they're all off on their own, so we uh, we we can finally separate. Yeah, I mean, amicably, of of course, you know. I mean, we uh, nope. we still have nope. to co-parent. <laughs> um, no, nah, you can have them. Um, I think oh, I think yay! my my stance on children clear. <laughs> uh, as they far are going to be. There they, are two good. I was going to say they are going to be bummed about not getting two Christmases, but. Yeah, well, mine was going to be a Hanukkah anyway, so because um, fuck Christmas. Um, uh, no, um, I'll let that one go. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that one. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've strapped on my my uh, my my boots for the war on Christmas. <laughs> um, I've got my well, long that's, rifle. That's, and we know we know we know Brett served in the war on Christmas. Uh, absolutely, so sure she got that from you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was going to talk about our weird um, uh, separate situation here, um, but maybe you should talk about why we're we're even doing it, like because because we're not going to be around uh, this weekend like normal. No, uh, you're gonna we'll, we'll release this as you on the the day you're normally hearing us, but we're not recording it when we normally do. We normally do our Saturday morning recordings. Um, but we oh, are going to be, yeah, it's Thursday night. We're going to be on the road this yeah. Saturday doing somebody else's podcast. Yeah. 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 We, um, moving and shaking it as is, it were. We are. It is shockingly infrequent that we are asked to do other podcasts together. Or, or anything in general. True. Really. Um, true. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we are going to be guests on uh, the Comic Cons podcast. Yes, Comic Cons, of course, uh, play on Comic Con, uh, but this is Comic K H A N apostrophe S, as in like the uh, Genghis Khans of comedy, destroyers of comedy, maybe uh, uh, imperialist uh, destroyers of of all things comedy. Exactly. That's what I. That's yeah. That's what I'm going with. It, 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 it came over the mountains with elephants and destroyed comedy, left comedy barren in its wake. Correct. Right? That seems like things. Pillaged and, Here, you know, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, I thought I was going to have... Some more info? Yes, there we go. Uh, yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't type fast enough. That's okay. But the uh, Comic-Con's co- podcast is hosted by Castro and Julian Corey. Uh, Castro, uh, you may know, is a rapper uh, here in town. He's also a comedian. Um, he's also um, a big comic book fan, apparently. 
and uh, Julian as well. I don't know much about Julian, but he's also uh, into comics, and uh, I think he's a collector as well. They, they, they get into collecting and um, like like figures, and, and they did one on VHS collecting and the, the new retro VHS market that's burgeoning. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I don't um, – I don't know entirely what to expect, but from what I've listened to, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, sure. me neither. I don't. Uh, I had I had no knowledge. I did not know until this moment that uh, the comic could meant could have meant comic books. Uh, to be honest with you, I yeah. I only thought of uh, comic as in comedian. So uh, this could be uh, an episode where I say very few words. Uh, if there's three yeah. people who are super duper into comic books. <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, I, I, once I, I started following the page, um, and, and, and maybe I just happened to be catching some of Castro's, um, posts right around the same time, but he's huge into comics. Um, uh, and, and I am too, of course, uh, I get the buy, fuck out of here. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've got monthly a monthly poll list of books that I buy. I, I also make it a point to stop over at uh, Comic Empire in, here in Tulsa every and you, week you and seek pick out new shit too. Shelf. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I. That's one of the reasons why I go to the comic shop is to right. make sure to like pick something up off the shelf, either a a new writer, a character I've never followed, something that just looks cool. You know? I was gonna say, do you um, um do you ever just pull just based on a cover? Like you just said, like a cover yeah. art grabs you and you're like, let me check this shit out. I did it with you once, actually. We went over That's to right. a, a co comic shop over in uh, Midtown, um, Mammoth Comics. Yeah. What was back. the one you ended up getting just on the artwork? Do you remember? Black Panther. Oh, that's right. It was like a different Black Panther series or something, correct? Yeah. It was a new series with a new number one and it had a, the cover was a um, kind of a Funko Pop looking character. Oh it was like a Black yeah! Now I remember it. Yeah. yeah. Let me see if I can pull it up. That's cool. Yeah, I yeah, do. I um, used to do that uh, sometimes with CDs. Oh, just picking up off the uh, with the uh, just off the cover. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't always buy it, but I would like sam you know do like the little sample thirty seconds or whatever kind of thing. Oh yeah, check that out. Yes. Same here, um, especially if it was like in a genre that I didn't know, but I wanted to get into the genre. Mm -hmm. Like in college, I got really into world music mm -hmm. just because of how much that the the structures and the rhythms reminded me of dance music, which I was super into at the time. And I picked up a couple of good albums just based on that, just, just wandering in the world section and finding compilation albums that had a cool cover and, a, you know, ended up having like, 10 or 12 cool songs on it. Mm -hmm. Did you ever used to get, uh, you said uh, like compilation albums? You used to get, did you used to get um, any like the old punk comps that used to come out? Like the, the punkaramas or the give them the boot? Nah. With me, punk it was always kind of a or more the, casual the ska fandom. compilations? <laughs> nah. No, I mean. The Fat Records you, comps? I don't think that. I didn't get really into punk until you and I got close. Fair enough. Man, I That's used to the, love uh, the old Fat Records comps because they always had uh, clever names like uh, Fat Music for Fat People or Life in the Fat Lane. Yeah, you know, That's survival cool. of the fattest. <laughs> Fun shit <laughs> like that. 
Not in college, I was super into dance music. I used to get into the techno compilations like Herbal Beats, which is uh, there's a, mu- a magazine out of England called Herb, U-R-B, which was all about dance music. So they used to put out a compilation called Herbal Beats. like, And that's actually where I got the name Herbal Cloud. I was just about to ask that. I kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, and you, Comps are great though, man. Cause I like, you know, whether it's the, 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 you know, the electronic comps or whatever, the, the punk comps, the ska comps, like, so it, that was a great way back before, you know, in the pre-internet days of finding new artists. Yeah. It was a really good way to just get a bunch of suggestions, mm-hmm. a, a curated list, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know if the other ones were the same way, like in, in the, in the techno genre, but, uh, you know, all the punk ones were basically put out, um, specifically by each label, you know? So like the punk aromas were the epitaph ones and the fat records were the, you know, the fat records. And then the, <coughs> there was the, the give them the boot, which was the, uh, the, the, uh, Hellcat records, which was Tim Armstrong's label. Uh, cool. So it was like, yeah, that, that, and then, you know, you would in turn start, start getting into like a certain label. Like there was fearless records was another one that used to put out, uh, punk compilations. Um, but yeah, you'd get that, you'd, you know, and that's when you'd be like, you'd start getting your, uh, your record label loyalty. <laughs> Lookout <laughs> records. That was another one. That's where green day came up on. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yep. And operation. Yeah, Ivy. Um, yeah. Smoothed out slappy hours and curb plunk were on, uh, yep. On lookout on that label. Right. Yeah, did yeah. Uh, did did Techno do similar things? Were they like tied into record labels, or were they? Uh, or do you remember? I'm sure there were. Yeah, you know, any I I think small label sampler sampler albums are just a good idea. For sure. But, I mean, it's kind of it'd be hard to imagine a sampler w- with a bunch of different labels stuff on. You know what I mean? Just with the way the industry works, record labels techno, don't though, tend to uh, like to work with each other. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't want to share the money. Yeah, they're like, what, are you going to split the album sales of this comp like 12 ways? No, thank you. Nope. Yeah, no, uh, but with techno, you get a, a unique other angle, which is you get DJs putting out compilations of like songs that they would play together or that would even set a mood. That makes There's a lot more sense. There's actually a really cool, right? It just kind of fits with the idea of the genre. Yeah. There's a there's a compilation I actually remembered I was um, listening to on Spotify and it came on Shuffle was there was this series of of albums called About Last Night and it was um, no 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 I'm sorry not About Last Night uh, another late night uh, About and Last Night was a movie was, yeah exactly uh, another late night and what it was is these were compilations of mostly down tempo electronic music so like mellows lo-fi that kind of stuff um you know any of your and chill compilations that kind of stuff but it would be the idea was uh after the club you're back at your your buddy's pad uh, there's you know just a few of you you're hanging out you're having one last drink one last smoke talking about the night you trying know, to come down off the uppers dance. uh-huh you were <laughs> dancing now you're trying to come down off the whatever and um that's the this is an album of what you would listen to during that time 
and it was curated by an electronic artist. So say like Daft Punk would do another late night album and they would just pick the dozen or so songs that they would put on during the the chill session at the Mm. end of the night, you know? Um, And they were really good little compilations. I remember uh, I used to get a bunch of them because I was working the radio station in college and one or two of them were totally the kind of thing you could just put on and let play if you were just having a mellow mood around the house. You know what I used to do for my uh, my come down music? My go to come down music was Portishead. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, Portishead's just great. super mellow, super chill, but like mm-hmm. still weird enough where if you're like kind of still tripping or whatever, like it's fun. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. <laughs> and I miss doing LSD. Uh, I wish I could still do that crap. Oh, for sure, but we can't because we're elderly. But we can do the Comic Cons podcast. And we, we can will be and we're on there, gonna, on and no one Saturday. can stop us. Uh, well, maybe they could. <laughs> they, they, they could. Okay, so two people could stop us, but no one else, except maybe um, our moms. <laughs> so we're going to actually know a couple of things we're going to be talking about. Um, okay. Because. Castro uh, actually messaged me about it because Inside we are gonna t- he wanted to know did that not search? Don't you love when you type stuff on your keyboard and nothing happens? <laughs> well, yeah. Um he, he he hit me up about like what comics I was reading. Oh. Because like I said, this guy's hardcore. Like he's he's totally into a bunch of stuff. Like so um Two weeks ago, Superman number one came out, and uh, about a week or two before that, uh, Action Comics has hit uh, uh, issue 1,050. So 1,051 actually came out. And at 1,051, they were starting a new storyline that was focused on the super family. And what I mean by that is Superman uh, Superman over 70 years or whatever has kind of built a supporting cast. Superman, and that includes several super other wife, super kid. <laughs> Supergirl uh, would be the most obvious one. Uh, Superboy uh, is another one. Um, Steel, um, John Henry Irons is another one from when Superman died and there was the four heroes, but now I'm getting a little in the weeds. Question. Um, answer. Superman and Supergirl have a son, Superboy, right? Superman and Supergirl are cousins. Yeah, like Giuliani. No, <laughs> no, they don't. They, you're they're, telling me that Superman, not Giuliani cousins, Superman and Supergirl do not fuck and have a child together. Named Superboy. I'm going to say a name. No, okay, I'm no, I'm going to no. say a name. Okay, Lois. Lane. And I just want, I just want it, I just want it. Yeah, okay. There, yeah, yeah, okay. no. So, uh, okay. No, actually, my my real question was: so Supergirl, regardless of who with Supergirl, Kara Zor El gets pregnant, has a daughter. Okay. Is it sure. also Supergirl? Yeah, that's confusing. Who gets called what? Does she then become Superwoman? You know, maybe a bonus episode was a mistake. <laughs> Fuck you. These are good questions, and they need answers. But clearly, uh, the implication of Superboy means that a female child offspring would be Supergirl, but the existence of an adult Supergirl means that who gets the name? Superboy is not the son of Superman. Are you sure? The su- yes, because the son of Superman is also in the super family, so Jonathan is, Kent. So is Superboy and just an name, eternal child? 
Superboy is uh, he's a young man. He's probably in his twenties, I guess. I don't know. How old is Connor Kent? So does he have a bar mitzvah and become Superman too? I don't think the Kents are Jewish. Yeah, but um, what, at one 21. point, at what point does he cease being Superboy, or does he become a fifty-year-old oh. Superboy? I think I think it's. You know, this, I love this, this is but you're question. not even getting into the weirdest part about Superboy. I'm not. Superboy is a clone of both Clark Kent and Lex Luthor put together in one. Well, now that that's nonsensical. Is that? uh, well, comics. <laughs> I mean, that's just silly. Oh, yeah. Like, they're not supposed to be silly. Not Superman. Yeah, he's not even a real boy. He's, yeah, not he's even a real Pinocchio. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a f- <laughs> he's a Pinocchio. I hope you one day you'll be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't. Uh, but yeah, but Superman's actual son. You want to know what his name is? Uh, Frank. <laughs> well, his real name is Jonathan Kent. But do you want to know what his Superman name is? Oh God, please tell me. Superman. Fuck directly off. This is a Gallagher yep. Gallagher two situation. Yeah, oh yeah. He's There's like a bunch of those su- right now. He sues his son to make him put it like a a, a two after it. <laughs> He's like, look, if you're gonna be out there doing superhero shit, all right, we got they got to know which one is which. <laughs> Well, what terrifies me is there's always there's always like this urge to reset to the status quo in, in comics to bring everything back to the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are they going to eventually try and get rid of this kid? And like, uh. oh no, yeah, he's already had so screwed wait, up life. He started out so Superman's son's superhero name was Superman. Superman, even as a Superman. child. Or did he not become um, a superhero until adulthood? I didn't read Super Sons, which was the book <laughs> about young John Kent. That was a good that name. sounded like a joke. I'm not even kidding. I thought that was a joke. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. I'm sure it that's is. I'm sure it is, but it sounded like you were pl- yes anding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I totally thought oh, you were yeah. just fucking around. That's very funny. No, it's it's John Kent and Damian Wayne, Batman's so kid. I think the the what I'm getting out of this is that DC has always kind of been a little bit kookier. Especially with their grasp of boys and men and who's who's who super something everybody the have the 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 requirement of having super at the beginning is really where you fucked up because you really limited where you can go from there as far as how many there can be and how confusing it will be once you get more than two yeah agreed i'm <laughs> It it kind of worked out for storytelling purposes because John kind of came on the scene right around when Superman went off world for a while. So there wasn't really a Superman. So being Superman was kind of fine at the time. Right, right. Then he comes back and he's but, like, you'd be smirching my name, son. Yeah. And, and Soup's just got back. And in, in, I told you about Action Comics right around like 1050. 
Um, he he just got back, so he was uh, over on another planet called War World. Ah, see, I Guess feel what like they did this there. Is, well, wars. You got it. <laughs> just lots of fighting. I feel like this is a thing that that I'm glad you are my friend and I can goof with you on this. But I feel like if I were to meet like a super a super DC fan and I was like. Superboy isn't Superman's son, and they would be like, "Why would you even think that, you fucking idiot?" And I'd be like, "I don't know, maybe because his name is Superboy." <laughs> yeah, I I don't know yeah, how one a- would insinuate something like that. Well, and it's a real um. There, there was a real push back against the idea of making permanent family style changes to characters for the longest time. Yeah. Which is why you didn't like giving them offspring boy. Yeah. Or, or really adding to their family in any way. Like, like there's a reason why Superboy is not actually related to Superman in any way. Um, and this, the change (laughs) in the garden that (laughs) they wanted plausible deniability for if they need to kill him. Oh yeah, entirely. Um, <laughs> oh, we lost a bud. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's like they so they added Kara, they added Supergirl in the '60s, maybe, maybe earlier, and um, then Superboy, and she's actually family. But when uh, when they added Superboy, well, okay. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. DC Comics history is so complicated. Yeah, we actually cannot even because no, you don't understand. Superboy used to be Superman as a little kid when he was flying around Smallville no. and doing stop shenanigans. No, that's enough. Well, I don't have to stop. DC changed it, and that's not true anymore. Now that was never true. DC he deeply complicated. Oh yeah, they've rebooted their entire universe multiple times. The most important one back in like uh, 84 with Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was a a 12 issue crossover story that for the first time ever really brought all the heroes together. That idea of like heroes teaming up, that started somewhere. And it really started back in the the 60s with um, the um, Justice League of Two Worlds or Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm butchering these titles. So our our comic fans, all six of them are going to be the Justice League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's it. That's it. That's exactly what it is. But you know, the idea that they would, uh, cause, oh man, I did not, I, I, I didn't, we were, I, I didn't know we were going to be getting into this. I, I didn't mean to. I was just goofing on, on, on the super, and you remember, pe- super we gonna, people. And we we're going to talk about rap music. Remember that? No. Yes, I do actually. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. We're so gonna, we're going to talk about me rapping in sixth grade. The good news. De La Soul's music is streamable again. So speaking of rap music, I, I uh, hadn't really heard enough of. Yeah. You know why? Because you couldn't hear it for quite a while because uh, mm. of all the bullshit uh, issues with sampling laws. Is that what it was? I know it was a lot. To, it was a lot of it um, was. Okay. The, yeah, it was just basically a lot of their music was hung up in, in um, legal fights, I believe. Uh, wow. and, and I could be wrong on that, but that's that's how I remember it, and that's how I'm gonna yeah. remember it forever. <laughs> that's my and I truth. know that. Like, I'm just kidding. 
Well, and I know that like for the interest of like who's making money, like you have to hash that shit out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like now, do you give a shit about where any of those samples really came from in well, a gay La Soul song? Well, and it was partially that it was it was at the sort of uh not necessarily the beginning, but the maybe the peak of um when sampling became a thing for hip hop, it wasn't there wasn't sort of an industry standard of does a sample need to be licensed? Does taking just a tiny portion of a song mean that, that, you know, and so I think it took a while before there were uh, legal implications and then a, you know, precedence had to be set because of an entirely new genre being created out of, you know, sampling other shit. Um, And they were one of the ones that got hung up in the legal system of it all. Um, because yeah, a lot of yeah, their stuff was 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 heavily samples. Mm-hmm. Well, at least now we have access to it. It's great to see. Yeah, for sure. Yay, De La Soul. Got a favorite song? Oh man. I mean, if just from the pure nostalgia standpoint, probably me, myself, and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably the first most noticeable or, or the, the first one that comes to mind for it's me it's the most memorable for sure yeah it was it, it was the biggest mtv hit and that that's where i was listening to my music yep de la soul is dead is a really good album though oh yeah yeah that's the one uh that's the one tj told everyone to listen to last week oh okay yeah tj clark co-host on uh maximum news that's right maximum news right here on oleministries.com <laughs> <laughs> so the comic cons podcast i think they're they they record on saturdays and then i believe they release on the following friday so it'll be out uh next week okay uh, so you can hear look us on out for us on that program yeah and i, I know for sure we're going to be talking a little bit about um uh batman and I, I'm definitely going to want to pick his brain about Superman and action just because I've been reading those two. Oh, so so with uh, 1051, action got into a whole new arc where it's going to be telling stories based around all the members of the super family. And it's going to do three stories per issue. So you're going to actually have three concurrent stories to read in each issue, you know, that continue into the subsequent issues. Meanwhile, there's the second book, Superman, which has a brand new number one with a is it a new writer? Is it Philip Kennedy Johnson on that? Um, let's see what I can find out quick. Ah. <laughs> anyway, that's doing a new story just focused on Superman himself. So with both of those new books launching in the last couple of weeks, I figured it'd be a good one to ask him about. And it's something that I'll know a little bit about. So and I that. will try and make jokes about it and make everyone angry. I mean, I can bring them to you. How fast do you want to read two comic books? I, I will not read them. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I literally will not have a moment to sit down and read those. Tomorrow yeah. is going to be a very busy day, and then we could do comedy show, which will have already happened by the time you're hearing this, so I apologize. I hope you were there. They were there. Every one of them was there. They, they were. were the That's why it fans. was so packed. And thank mm-hmm. you for being yeah. there, and I love you. We're sorry you all couldn't get in. Yeah. 
And thank you for being cordial and not fighting each other. And you were great, by the way. Thank you so much, Hilton. You were the best host. So, eh, you know, so gracious. A little rusty. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, we're going to be talking about um, Batman, the, the Superman books, uh, some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and a saga, uh, uh, just to name a few. And speaking of Ninja Turtles, they're back, I guess. With a new yeah, movie? they are. Yeah, from Seth yeah. Rogen. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is the name of the movie, produced by Seth Rogen and with him in the film as well, along with a whole big old cast that's got tons of famous people playing um, side characters, villains, ancillary characters, but the turtles themselves are all newbies. They're all yeah. three uh, new kids. That's great. Yeah, they seem good. Donatello sounds like an actual child. Child. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, very, Donatello's it's very cute. It's getting flack. It's almost uh, a lot of people are saying it sounds too young and not like um, educated enough because you know Don's kind of the nerdy one. But it's also a but, teenager. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so I, shut I'm the fuck the, up about it. The trailer you, looks Hilton. interesting. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, I'm, you know, I'm never going to shut up. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> no, the people that are butthurt about it. I love the art style. Um, I, um, it, I, it gave me Spider-Verse vibes just in how it's kind of got a, I don't know, um, a, almost a, I want to say punky aesthetic. Like For it's sure. Just kinda, you know what it gave me? Yeah, like, uh, I felt like it was like um, if someone tried to say, do an animated version of claymation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was very, and, um, and it, it felt a little bit more three-dimensional cool. sort of. Yep. The world felt gritty and lived in. Like oh, it yeah. just kind of had a, it had a vibe. To I, it that was, it, I thoroughly enjoyed that trailer. I liked it, but I, I'm not going to lie. The, 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 the setting kind of was unsettling to me. Like I, I, I I'm intrigued, but not entirely in love with the style. Okay. But but honestly, I have not been grabbed by the last couple Ninja Turtles properties. That no, this been on, is the uh, only one. Yeah, this is the only one that's actually like um, that I've been like interested in. There's been other ones that I've checked out because I've just, you know, it's a Turtles thing and I want to see what it's like. Um, but none of them were because I saw something that a trailer and was like, Oh, that looks great. It was more like, Oh, it's out and it's a Ninja Turtles property. Let me see if it's worth the shit. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. they've been pretty fucking disappointing. Uh, Michael Bay, I'm looking at but, you, but listen to this. Um, you know, um, the kids are all unknowns. I'll, I'll give them a shout out. Nicholas Cantu, Micah Abbey, Brady noon, uh, uh, Ayo Adebiri plays April O'Neil. I'm missing one of the turtles. I can't, I'm not sure where the other kid is. Um, but listen to this uh, star studded cast of other characters. We got Seth Rogen as Bebop, uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter, Baxter Stockman, John Cena as Rocksteady, Ice Cube as Superfly, uh, Jackie Chan in an unlisted role, Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. Hold on. Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. Is uh, any Post Malone is Ray Filet. Has anybody been listed as the voice of Splinter? No, I don't see a Splinter here. That's uh, Jackie mean Chan. That it's not. Oh, that's Jackie Chan. Good point. It's got to be. The second you said that, yeah. I, I was like, oh, he's Splinter. 
Oh, here, uh, Sha- uh, Shaman Brown Jr. is, oh, well, uh, is the me. fourth turtle. Oh, is the fourth? No, turtle. no, no. I'm sorry, Not the fourth turtle. And you're absolutely, and you're absolutely right. Jackie Chan is Splinter. Yeah. And uh, Superfly is a new character, but I was going to say I didn't I, I recognize that one. I, I, whenever you said it, I was like, okay, that must just be a character I don't know. Well, and it's it it goes deep into the lore. I mean, because first off, so Baxter Stockman in, in one of the renditions, he turned himself into a fly. So there's a, a theory that that could be the name they're giving that character and they're giving it its own voice actor. Oh, so, I um, see. But but he doesn't in every uh, in Baxter does not always turn into a fly. Like in the current ongoing comic series, he's still very much a human and a total piece of shit, I might add. But we'll get it together, yeah, Baxter. That's meant. The uh, I haven't followed any of the shows in recent years, and, and same deal, just like the movie. They I didn't particularly love the look of them, but what I have been reading is the comic, and that has been absolutely exceptional. I've been reading that since 2012, um, which is uh, right around when it started, and what it has done for the lore in terms of bringing in all the stuff we know from the, the popular stuff that like, you know, the splinter shredder, the foot clan, you know, Baxter, um, to getting into the nuance of some of the most obscure characters and then even finding ways to redeem, um, one-off ideas that have been kind of, uh, considered poor, like Venus de Milo from the, uh, Ninja Turtles next mutation TV show, which was a, uh, Sabin produced. That's the mighty Morphin power Rangers yeah. people. Sabin produced a TV show in the nineties. That was really low quality. Um, did but, the but comics, even, um, uh, did the comics bring back, uh, Toka and Razor? Uh, they did. Didn't they? IDW TNT Toka. I want to say they did. Uh, if so, it was. Re- oh yeah, they did. They oh they did. Oh, they <laughs> are babies. They, they were babies and they were huge. That was the other thing too. They they didn't come out just like the size they did in the movie. They were like building size. And I think <laughs> like if kaijus? I remember right, like baby kaiju's. Yep. And they were so destructive that they ended up having to get rid of them somehow. I forgot what happened with that. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The book has brought in so many things. And and, and we're at like 140 issues at this point. So, like, there's so much that's happened. Like, there have been major deaths. There was, at at one point, um, one of the turtles was more or less dead, you know. And I won't get into how he was able to continue on and later come back but and 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 you know it's comics so Black stuff magic. like that happens but um you're not you're closer than you think you know? <laughs> yeah dark arts <laughs> right i mean that's that's what the foot clan's all about really is dark arts and and that's the other thing too is is magic and uh spiritual spirituality uh there's a whole pantheon of gods more or less who have been interfering with mortal lives and have been essentially fucking with the turtles and when i say a yeah when i say a pantheon of gods some of them are like greek you know like one of them is uh uh, kitsune uh who's a, a a japanese spirit and she takes the form of a woman um but one of them is uh he's just a giant woolly mammoth that 
lives out in the wilderness and hunts and kills and doesn't really want to be bothered. He's just a regular ass woolly mammoth. No, he's like a mammoth man. He's like on two legs with like mammoth arms. Oh, yeah. A woolly, yeah. a woolly man, mammoth tar. A ma- he's a mammoth. A mammothar. <laughs> a a mammothar. That's exactly what he is. Ay ay ay. Beware the mammothar. That's wild. Yeah, they did get a little kooky with it, huh? That's that's fucked up. It's real crazy. Um, you know, and, and again, just scratching the surface, but I will say that definitely that, worth checking out. You know, the second Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. Uh, all the all the the kookiness aside and all the bad parts aside and forgiving the fact that we never do truly learn the secret of that fucking ooze um toka and razor obviously not being bebop and rocksteady you know all the disappointments we did get that fucking great shredder line they are babies (laughs) oh so funny the first movie holds up. I'll say that right now. Oh yeah, I've rewatched That's, it. That first movie's a decent film. The second movie's just hokey. Yeah, for sure. And the third movie didn't happen. The kid in the second movie is a prick. Out of the gate. Is there a kid? The what was his oh, name? Kanu? Yep. Fun fact, he was the actor in the Donatello costume in the, in the first, first movie. movie. Yeah. I did know yep. that. Um but yeah, I uh, I rewatched both of the first two recently uh within the last like couple of years. And uh my first oh, wow. my first thing uh from the second one was like in the opening scene that kid is uh is kind of a dick. <laughs> and I just remember being like, "Oh, why do we like this kid just straight out of the gate whenever the movie tells us like he's kind of shitty?" We were bigger dicks in the 90s. 100%. It was like glorified to be rude. Yeah. Like, 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 I, I, I don't know, like, if we just said that we were being sarcastic or like, I think the line sassy? is he says, he says something gross to a girl and then she says, in your dreams. And then he says something along the lines of, in my dreams, you were thinner. And you're like, wow, fuck this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's well, you know what too is 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 that's also just classic misogyny. And and that's another thing too about the nineties is misogyny, homophobia, um, oh yeah. Because sexism in what, general, what racism. That, what that interaction is written from is that interaction is written to tell the audience uh look at his great comeback from whenever she was so terrible and turned him down and said in your dreams and it's like you're skipping over the fact that he cat called a stranger and mm-hmm. she responded yeah. with in your dreams maybe that was justified <laughs> yeah it's wild mm-hmm. but yeah it was just a very different time <laughs> yeah it's so fucked up to think like that in the scheme of our lives, the nineties doesn't feel as long ago as it was. Uh, but it was a part of a different millennia now. Yeah. And it, it is now as long ago as the sixties was for when we were like in the nineties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
1990 was to us what the 60s was to the 90s. Yikes. That's why it's fucking weird. And yeah, you think back to the 60s and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, things were very, very different in the 60s than they were in the 90s. And we thought we've come a lot further in 2023, but who knows? Little pockets of progression, but exactly. Well, Man. well, yeah. So you can catch us on the Comic Cons podcast uh, next, in like a couple days, I guess. Uh, this coming Friday, I as guess. you're listening to this, yes. As, if you're listening to yeah. this, and then, uh, the week of launch, then yeah, it'll be this Friday. Um, and then if not, it should be available um, on their uh, on their site or on YouTube. Uh, is do they? It's video, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's video and it's audio. They've got a we YouTube gotta put on and makeup. all the, uh, the other fun links. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, uh, luckily, we're already we get some, um, some foundation and a, and a green stick. Yeah. Oh, the green stick. You you told me about that. Yeah, you get to cover the, your uh, blemishes, the color your reds. Yeah, cover yeah. your reds. Uh, so <laughs> so look for us on the on the television program. <laughs> Yeah, on, on the YouTube in on the YouTube network on channel. What channel is YouTube on? It's on the interweb. <laughs> oh boy, on channel Bill Gates. Uh, yeah. No, look for that, and then uh, I believe they probably have an audio feed on a on a, their podcast stream. Um, maybe uh, we'll find out when we're there, well, and we'll tell you about it uh, next week when we do our show yeah. again. Yeah, well, we'll do a post on the socials media as well. That's on the socials media. It's like attorneys general. (laughs) (laughs) Masters of ceremony. I'm going to start telling people that that's technically the way you're supposed to say it. Uh, No, it's actually, did you know it's actually socials media? (laughs) Is it, is it masters of puppets? (laughs) Masters of puppets is masters of puppets. More than one in a room. Masters of puppet. Masters of puppet. No. Master of Puppets is. There it is. Nailed it. What's if I'm talking about the CD, which one is it? Oh. It's uh <laughs> I don't know. It is one of the few good ones, I know that much. That's my pick this week is Master of Puppets by Metallica. Oh shit. Okay. Uh sure. It's a decent song. <laughs> it's got a good drum part. It does. Um, fuck. Um, I'll just piggyback off TJ's last week. Go listen to De La Soul. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Absolutely. now that you can stream it, go listen to all of it. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we will, he, you will see us. Ugh, you'll see us on it. Mm-hmm. We start. We started oh. this because we have a face for radio. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now well, we got to already just now we got to be on the TV, the YouTube, which which is worse because then they can do the little the down vote button <laughs> if they don't like the way we look. I know. They can be like no, I don't kids on YouTube are so mean. Yeah, all those Ryan's World kids are going to come over and make fun of us. Is that the unboxing kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kid's yeah, so him and the fucking Mr. rich. Beasters. Uh, yeah, and the 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 Mister Beast Clan they're they're gonna get mad at us about something. Yeah, my daughter. 
<laughs> my daughter's gonna come make fun of me on YouTube. <laughs> She'll be like, That's Dad, I found kid, you on YouTube Kids. I'll be like, Oh, uh, they messed up uh somewhere on <laughs> when they uploaded the video. I'll say apparently you've been canceled, by the way, Dad. Me? Oh shit. Yeah, she, that's her telling me. <laughs> She's like, by the way, Dad, uh you're you're canceled and I am being um emancipated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, uh we'll yeah, see you next week and you'll hear us again next week on our show. Uh, frostbite. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>